Happy New Year, and welcome back to the Queendom Podcast. Happy New Year, and welcome back to Queendom Podcast, Episode 3. I am Kiara, and we are going to get started with today's show. I'm Danielle. Hi, I'm Chinelo. I hope everybody's had a fantastic holiday. I know I did. I don't know about you ladies, but I definitely did. So the last episode we talked about, we recapped Miss USA. It was such a big event. And we're just going to, you know, briefly recap Miss Universe. So I'll go first because I got a lot to say. (laughs) I absolutely loved the stage at Miss Universe. I thought it was pretty interesting. They had like a kind of crisscross design. I don't know how to explain it. And then they kind of came out the wall, but it was video screen behind them. it was different yeah. but it was cute <laughs> and they had their flags light up in like the top 20 top 15 and i thought mm-hmm. that was pretty cool that was probably my favorite part of miss universe what about you guys yeah i'll definitely have to agree with you i really like the design of the stage and i really like elevated the production of the stage in comparison to the previous versions also like even though she was the runner-up do you think like miss america would have had like a better performance oh yeah it was it was like she's very sassy i had to like double back <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of sassy and bubbly. Yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of, um, my eye kind of just gravitated towards her in my opinion. So, yeah. I enjoyed the show overall. She, um, I don't know if it gave like a Medicare vibe to her. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. That's what the background. I, I like the look. <laughs> but the stage was interesting. It kind of complemented the women. That's what I liked a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not like the long dresses for the introductions. Mm-hmm. I prefer the shorts. Because I think like they were stepping out of bounds. So they did. And I'm pretty sure they didn't have a lot of time to practice in the gowns versus, you know, how we practice in our gowns prior to you being fortunate in the show. So I think they should have kept it, you know, their shorts and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about Sam? Um, again, Kiara. I, I, I just, I think because of her walk and how captivating it was, like, just kind of appreciating her outfit and style of the time, I just gravitated to her. Okay, so for the most part, they were, Mm -hmm. but there were a couple bikinis um, that were mixed in. I think Nicaragua, she had a bikini. Hers Mm -hmm. was strapless. Mm -hmm. Nepal was my favorite. Mm -hmm. Oh, Oh gosh, it was stunning. I would have liked a different color because it was like a rustic bronze. Actually, all the swimsuits were like a metallic material. I didn't hate it. I didn't like <laughs> it for everybody, but <laughs> it was it was different. I'm, you know, I don't really see swimsuits like that, but mm-hmm. Nepal looked absolutely stunning. Yeah. Absolutely stunning. So the show was different, but I would have preferred probably brighter colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it made everybody pop out. And then um, just the material, I wasn't really a fan of it. It looked great on most people. Philippines, she looked great in her one piece. Mm-hmm. The red, and it was like a deep v-neck. Ooh, she looked good. <laughs> she looked amazing, but Nepal is my favorite for swim. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of did away with the cape after she wins, and I'm glad because I did not like the cape. (laughs) (laughs) And it was also it was great for um, because some of the swimsuits had like little bows on the shoulder, and you had the cape on it too, and it just looked a little odd to me. Mm -hmm. I love fashion, so I didn't really like that. Mm -hmm. But then I guess they were all like, "All right, we're not doing this anymore." And then once more women came out, the next week came out, and you noticed they didn't have any capes, and I was like, "Okay, good. Now we can actually see them and see how hard they worked on stage." So I appreciate. I felt like the questions were a little elemental, mm. in my opinion. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm trying to 
of like youth tech when I say that. I think they were just a little elementary, only because when I expect the university, like you know, in the past they've been very challenging questions. Mm-hmm. So you have to really think about how you're going to articulate what you want to say. Not saying that those girls didn't, but I probably would have liked to just to see a little bit of a more challenging question to see what they had to say. And just it was al- it's always been amazing to me. My favorite part of pageantry is that portion of the show mm-hmm. when. You have this super hard question, and you got to figure out how to answer it, you know, with tact and grace and stay true to what you believe at the same time. So something simple, you know, just it was like, eh, didn't hate it, but I, that's something I've noticed. And I think, if I can recall, they everybody had the same question each time um, for both for top five and top three. So that was just I don't know. I kind of like the individualism. Same thing in USA, right? They mm-hmm. all had the same questions. Um, I, I would say too. I think I liked it better when there was some, you know, the questions varied, mm-hmm. um, because you know, I don't know. It's more entertaining to see everybody on the spot. Um, but I guess maybe judges do that to see everybody's different perspectives, and I do agree with that. Maybe that makes it a little bit easier to judge. Mm, I wouldn't say easier to judge, but I think it levels the playing field because if you question based on self-interested or you know the goal is not like you know i guess that level of playing field is is lower i would say both ladies were kind of like the same way and then like the judging was having different questions and then having different perspectives does that make sense it does and then with that i think i can't remember who i was talking with but a lot of the people's concerns were just translation when it came to trying to answer. And some people felt as though certain contestants would get more time to think about what they want to say because you have to really think of time constraints. And I know AI is like super big, but I think something I would like to see is if it's translated on the screen verbatim after they answer that. I don't know if that's going to happen one day. I'm not too sure how accurate that person, you know, if how accurate that is that someone gets, quote unquote, more time because you have to wait for the translator to translate what they're saying. Yeah, I I agree with you translating. I think it creates, it allows them to like process what they want to say more and like translate it to like the English speakers learning it than I would have to say it on the spot for someone to have to sit down and for me to explain pronouns or groups or you know, having the I really like that idea with the AI, the AI, AI, but even if we don't get the AI thing, then maybe they can just say the answers online and then have the translator translate versus like the ad libbing the time. That's an option too. Or just do away with the translator, like a person translator, and then again, like with AI, you could just have the person like read it yeah. you know, like you know, yeah. as they're speaking, you know, so it's just, okay, that's what you get. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Or have one of the judges, I guess, read to them in their language or read to them out loud. Well, that's what they did to me when I was doing the AI. You did? Yeah. Yeah. Because if I'm saying a show, like, I'm thinking right now on the spot, I'm saying the name, I'm saying the gender, I'm in order time, I'm getting time to actually say the question. Um, I don't know. I think there's a bit of a difference there, too. I guess that's just something to consider. I don't know. Like, I've been in love with AI lately. Like, I'm going to a a lecture next week about AI and Mm -hmm. law, but when I was watching the show, I was like, I think that needs to be a little interesting. I don't know. I don't know if anybody's thought about it. No, but I really love that idea. That's something definitely to consider. I don't know who to pitch it to, but you heard it here first, okay? Correct. (laughs) You heard it here first. (laughs) So we'll we'll see about that. So with it being the new year, I know everybody has new goals, new you or family, 
you know, it's a new habit and it's a new pageant cycle. And so with that, there's going to be different challenges that we are going to, you know, run into and encounter. So the first one being the relationships that we deal with, you know, and that could be with your coaches, with your sponsors, classmates, friends, like middle school, mm-hmm. dating, romantic relationships, other platonic relationships. What do you guys think about that? Like what, how can we balance that in the new year, in the new pageant cycle, and just in life general? Because pageantry, getting prepped for it takes a lot of time. So what do you guys think? Or who wants Nobody to Nobody wanted to <laughs> jump in on it. <laughs> um, honestly, guys, after I get done with a day of work, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Um, I speak to people all day. I'm articulating things. I'm explaining them. I'm, I just don't give a fuck. And then when it comes to training for pageants and stuff like that, that's on top of all the energy that's already being generated throughout the day. So um, one thing I try to do is if I can kind of, I'm a big scheduler. So mm-hmm. if I can schedule my time to maybe apply to MICA mm-hmm. or maybe a call here and there, that's okay with me because um, I don't know. When I get the random ones and it's like, oh, a random call, and then you have to talk for like a whole hour. I don't have it in me. Or I prioritize my weekends a lot more to like, hey, guys, I have more time to talk on the weekend or we can hang out and we can grab coffee. That's just me. But I know some people uh, acclimate to things differently. That's what about you guys? Um, I would definitely say it it depends on the type of relationship um, that you're going to have with your coaches. Balancing those relationships could be pretty challenging. However, I think it depends on if that person is really sincere, you know, if they're coming from love, if they care. So, because I know like a lot of pageant holders, they may be dating or some of them engaged. So, I can see how that may be beneficial to your coaches because, you know, they do have a support system. But, like, I totally agree. Sometimes you just got to talk for a little while. (laughs) (laughs) So, when you guys compete, do you, okay, since obviously I'm pretty sure you're training online, you know, but, and I'm thinking about work too, you know, and all of that. So how do you tell the people in your life um, the goal that you're going after and do you communicate to them like how you need their support or what, you know, what you need from them in terms of support and what does that look like for you? Have you, do you guys communicate that to them? Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, I like to frame it for those that are like, I know how family members or friends that are not in support of pageantry, but I try to frame it as pageantry being a sport. That's a woman's sport. She's in a sport because I mean, they're competing in so many different categories, and that's a woman woman's sport of skill. So if it's performance or fashion, that's a woman's sport, you know. So I think it's just the way that I frame it as, you know, a sport, and it's a performance sport, you know, and that's what I try to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people in my life pretty much will ask. So, like, okay, what? how can I support you? Mm-hmm. What do you need me to do? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and it's cool. I think uh, especially with me being Nigerian, uh, my father and that side of my family didn't really take it seriously until I took it seriously. Mm-hmm. So I said, Dad, this is what I really want to do. And, you know, once I had finally placed, he's like, okay, I understand this is something serious to you. Mm-hmm. So how can I help? Um, whether it's finding sponsorships or, um, I don't know, just my sister is really big on like speaking life into people. She's my little sister. Mm-hmm. So sometimes she'll just be like, do you need 
something from me? Can I provide you? You know, I don't know. Um, I think I have a good support system with that. Um, but as far as with my job, you know, other things that people aren't as close to you, um, I just try to make it work for me. So mm. maybe uh, one day I might like wake up and <laughs> that <Yeah>. worked. <laughs> Relatable. Yeah. I think um, for me and my family, and I fully understood being from an 8 to 5, but all of us have been very engaged with any extracurriculars that we have. Right. So everybody's been on board. They're like, all right, we'll send the money if we need it, whatever. But I think for my family, because, you know, accountability is a big thing, and I try to tell myself, like, okay, you have to communicate to people what you need from them because, like, I don't have, like, everybody's not going to tell me, like, what do you need? What do you need? Any help? Right. They don't do that. They're just like, well, you didn't tell me, so <laughs> how do I know? Right. So I've had to learn to say, okay, well, like, make a list of things that I need support-wise and mm -hmm. then communicate that with people. And I found that that's kind of helped me out a little bit. Like, okay, mm -hmm. do I need new shoes? You know, do I need help with classes? Do I need help with training? Do I need help with interview resume? So one thing I've done is I have, like, a list of, well, if anybody knows me, I have flashcards in my purse all the time. I'm oh. upstairs right now. <laughs> <laughs> so not only just for school and, like, for work, but for pageantry, um, I just have, like, a list of questions, and then I'll just point them out to my family. And anytime they see me, they'll just, like, question me. And they don't know what they're looking for, I'm going to be honest with you. But it still helps me, you know, practice how to answer a question. So I guess, like, giving them stuff like that has helped me out a little bit. And yeah. just them supporting with their money, too, of course. <laughs> but really the time, like, them just spending time with me getting to know what it is that we're doing also that's a way for me you know yeah. get support too absolutely have you ever had an athlete feeling like you weren't supportive i would say i've been blessed to say that i haven't experienced that okay. um i think everybody in my life and then my friends because i call your friends your family but those are your chosen family yeah. you know <laughs> so uh, your friends are your chosen family i've always cultivated people around me who you know we're always interested in what I was interested in. And I understand, like, there's things that we may not support about everybody. Like, mm -hmm. I hate that you do that. But you know what? I love you. <laughs> and even though, you know, <laughs> you know, I, you know, I don't think you should be an axe thrower for your hobby. But since you like axe throwing, we're going to support you anyway. So I haven't had that. And maybe they don't want to necessarily, but they've always been there. You know, they've always been there. Yeah. And if they can't make it in person or they're like, purchase a ticket, we shared a photo. I don't know. Vote for me or something yeah. like that. And help with my wardrobe, help with my classes. So. That's kind of what I've had to do for me. Okay. What about friendships? Have you guys? So how about your friends? I'm not sure if you guys are very. Everybody's different with their friend group. So some people they talk to their friends every single day. Mm -hmm. Some people don't. You see them like maybe a couple months. Like we'll see you when we see you, girl. We'll <laughs> pencil you in on the calendar. So how do you, you know, let your friends know that you might have all of this going on, and how do you expect them to show up for you? Do you have any tips? cases they know like I'm pretty much training to like you know if you don't hear from me if I'm distant then they understand and they're very empathetic towards you know my my training so in that case um, I don't really have like the ultimate answer for you how you should explain that to those people well I live with my <laughs> two best friends I do Aww. I do, and they are the absolute best, so um, they are kind of like my pros and my cons people. So mm. they're going to tell me, oh, yeah, this is great. You're doing a great job. And then they're like, see, you 
can't be bothered, you know, like, <laughs> you, you didn't do this as well. Um, I feel like they are a good balance for me. Um, and then, you know, my outer friends, you know, people who, um, they'll kind of throw their two cents in when they want, kind of like you were yeah. saying, you know, give them room to ex uh, express their um, support in doses. Right. So um, I accept it from everyone who wants to give it to me. If you don't want to, that's okay. Um, and then also, too, like I said, I have a good support system with my family, too. So I think I kind of pour into everyone in doses, and that kind of keeps me afloat. My friends are definitely, like, they all show up. They they literally rally behind me, and if I just kind of, I'm getting better at communicating, like, hey, I've just been so busy, you know, like, I haven't, they'll just be like, are you okay? Like, we haven't <laughs> seen you in a while. Is everything right. going on? Like, what's going on? So <laughs> I've learned to tell them, like, okay, I've just seen some of GirlCon was just, you know, have a nice glass of wine. It was just chit-chat. Yeah. Or, like, no, I'm in my space, you know, and they all respect it, too. I'm like, okay, cool. I, I keep you in my corner, and I actually really appreciate that, too. So what about the relationship with yourself during COVID time? Like, how do you balance all of that stress? Because I know for me, I have work, school, um, myself, and then my friends, my family. If you're in a romantic relationship and you have that, then you have childhood coming. So it's like, how do you balance your relationship with yourself and everything you have going on in your life? What, is, what do you guys do to help you out? Um, definitely, like, taking opportunities to just really pour into yourself. And um, I think, like, having a very consistent schedule um, is very, it's very essential for me to just function um, to its fullest capacity and to your fullest potential. Um, for me, too, I guess, just structure. I'm very structured. I try my every single week to have structure. It's just how my life is. <laughs> yeah. So, and just, like, you know, using different channels or avenues is really important to me so I think about going getting a job or reading a book online or things like that that keep me mentally prepared for everything because it can be very taxing um, for me I would say uh, if you're having some issues with your mental I am supportive of therapy I have mm. a great therapist um, I also a lot of time to deal with the stress in the gym too, um, or in ballet classes. I have some ballet instructors. Wait, so wait, I didn't know that. I didn't How long have you been dancing? Oh, since uh, ooh, maybe nine, nine oh, years okay. old. Oh, I feel young. <laughs> I started late. Like I was when I moved back down here. I was like fourteen, no, fifteen. Almost 16. I was like 15 That's when I started. So good. I, 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 know, I feel like it's never too late. But those girls, they've been dancing since three, you know? And I'm like, oh my gosh, look at her arabesque. Like, look at her leg. It just goes <laughs> up there. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm still learning, you know? But yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. No, no, we, we got to go. We got to go. Okay, I'm not going to go. I'm yeah. going out. But um, yeah, I'll do that. But it's very important for me to actually have time to decompress too. So we're creative. Yeah. I like to make time for my music, my art, stuff like that, somewhere yeah. where I can get rid of all of that weight on me. Um, yeah. And so I can come back to my having classes bigger and better. I think that's a good point that you said that. I don't know, I was in my car thinking, but I don't think a lot of people find different physical outlets to relieve stress. Cause yeah. like, you know, your body carries whatever you have going on. So I dance too, yeah. love to dance and I do yoga. So I get up at like 4 a.m. but I go to 6 a.m. hot yoga class and it's 
very refreshing. I don't know if anybody else goes or if you should go because it's like 30 degrees in the morning and you just step out of class and you're like, ooh, I'm just all stretched out. Like, it's hot, but I feel great. I'm just ready to tackle the day. So I like Chanel. I go to therapy as well. I go twice a month. And that has helped me out a lot, too, because um, we all have people in our circle, like friends and family, but it's also good to have an unbiased person who doesn't know much about you to kind of help you work through any, you know, mental issues or just emotional problems that you're going through. Um, it doesn't have to be every week, but just, you know, just someone else and just to check in. How do you guys deal with adversity when during times when it's super rough? I am, uh, I'm pretty chill. I just, you know, work through it, but, like, I'll cry, but I just keep going <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, oh my a good God, cry, I hate it. it. <laughs> like, I hate it. I'm so stressed out, but I'm going to keep going. Right, like, right. you know, I'm going to keep going. Right. I, when that happens, I probably just, I have to really take a moment to step back and actually look at what do I have on my plate? Mm. What do I need to alleviate? And how am I going to fix whatever I'm going through right now? Sometimes mm-hmm. I've had days where I'm just like, call out of work. I don't do it all the time. Um, but I'll call out of work and then I'll just turn my phone off. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I just really need the day to just get through what I'm going through. And then get my, you know, get up off my feet and do it again. If I need to, I, you know, I've learned to utilize the support system that I do have. Because it's okay to ask for help, and that's what they're there for when you have adversity going on in your life. I'm definitely, I'm the same way. I have to step away and then come back. That's just me. Um, Or, because I used to have a really bad problem with, like, holding stuff in. And I remember seeing, like, oh, my gosh, it's all right. It's fine. It's not okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm definitely like you. Take some time, um, reassess the situation, and come back, you know, when you're ready. And when you do that, you know, you give yourself to process however you're feeling. Because I used to not be that way. I used to just try to tackle every issue that came to me head on. But then I've learned that that's not really healthy. You know, sometimes you need time to deal with your adversity and your problems to figure out okay what's my next move like this happened what's my next move so definitely cry about it like I do <laughs> I, I tell you to cry about it but don't cry forever okay like you know give yourself an hour maybe probably being dramatic but you know just give yourself some time and feel your emotions take a step back relax okay what's next now what am I gonna do so I have to I think that's a big counteractive though because like so? yeah absolutely because <laughs> there may have like different contenders you don't know like the severity of the type of adversities that they're facing so yeah. I think it's important to have a bit more empathy, um, especially since based on the circumstance, you know, things people may process things differently or deal with things differently. So I think that's a bit dismissive. Um, I also do think that pageant systems should have like some sort of additional support for pageant contenders, I whether that's like professional development or they have like, you know, mental health days together as contenders. Because like I said, you know, I think pageantry on the outside, it's so easy to think like, you know, everything's okay or, oh, that's not big of a deal, girl, stop crying, take it away. No, there's some real things that happens with contenders that you would not believe. Like, for example, I competed in North Carolina last year and Jordan McKee, her boyfriend had brain cancer. (laughs) We didn't know that. She, like, a lot of us, like, we lost family members. Like, it was so much. So there's things like that that happen that you wouldn't even imagine. So I think we should you know, offer a bit more empathy to contenders because you really don't know, like, the severity of the adversity that they may be facing. So would you suggest that that should, okay, kind of like what you were saying, are you saying that more pageants should incorporate that into, um, I guess, the pageant process? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, like, other pageants in the industry, they should have a a 
You know what though, and what you said that the biggest difference is like there, when we compete, there is no team on the stage. It's necessarily yourself. So I can see how there isn't that type of um, community when it comes to competing on stage. You get what I'm saying? If I don't know if I'm articulating that right. No, that I can, that's I can see why it's not like that because you know as soon as you get up there, it's just you. There is no I mean quote unquote team unless it's like your coaches, your sponsors, family. Partner. I get what you're saying, yeah. but don't you think that it should be, yeah, but I mean, it yeah, is, it should be. But I'm it's saying it's not like that for everyone. No, it's not. But I'm saying I can see why the it is the way it is because of like the system of just thinking about the teams I've been on, like dance teams, and oh my gosh, you know, and all of that stuff. And I was an athlete too. I did volleyball, so I could see, you know, where the discrepancy is. Mm-hmm. I do think though that we're coming like just culturally in the society where it's changing, where we're shifting that mindset as far as like having empathy for contenders, employees, yeah. students, and stuff like that, because I grew up military, so it's always so been, yeah, so it's always been like, pull yourself up by the bootstraps, keep going, you know, that's yeah. how it is, but in society, especially here in America, it's kind of the same way, mm-hmm. like, nobody, I don't say nobody cares, but you're like, oh, well, somebody had the worst, well, keep it going, well, and that's it's interesting changing that you a little say bit. that, that nobody cares, because I think, like, in 2024, especially in our pageant systems, there's a facade of pageant contenders that claim to be mental health advocates, but they're really not. It's a facade. So, like, just like how you said, like, push it aside, like, for me, that's a facade because if I truly am an advocate for mental health or having empathy for my pageant sister, and I'll back up a little bit, there's a distinction between empathy and sympathy. A lot of people don't know the difference. I can feel sorry for you but not have actual care and compassion for what you're going through. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a facade across the pageant systems when it comes to mental health. Like, a lot of girls try to, like, monopolize on that platform but not genuinely are advocates for mental health. Mm. I think it's a really, really big platform, too, because when you say you're a mental health advocate, okay, that's cool, but are you saying each aspect of mental health? Are you talking about each thing inside of it? Like, Are you I talking about mental health conditions? Or like mental health. Yeah, like what are you talking about? Yeah, that's what you mean. If you're a mental health advocate. <laughs> <laughs> that's a paid acronym. <laughs> that means generally you are in support of anyone that is going through any type of distress mentally. So I think across the pageant systems, as it relates to Kiala's point with the pull up your bootstraps, yeah, cry, Mm -hmm. but not too long. No, that's not empathy to me. That's more sympathy. Mm. Yeah. So what would you like to see change, like, with that? Um, Contenders be more genuine. Actually, that's Yeah, no, but (laughs) she's right, though. I remember when I did... I competed Miss Georgia USA 2022 mm-hmm. in February. We did the top 15, whatever, and those girls were backstage crying. And, you know, I was comforting them. And some of them were just ignoring each other and just upset and like, oh, I lost. Yeah. I didn't make it. And I'm like, no, it's okay. Like, so I think that's what purpose is meant for. Just take the time and be like, girl, don't cry. Like, well, not don't cry, but like, we're here. We're here for you. Like, let's just spend the time to, you know, just lift each other up and, you know, we have all these emotions going on. I think that's a good point. I'm sorry. I just thought about that. I was like, you're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, we should. those encounters where you felt that other contenders weren't as genuine about 
you know, whether it's mental health or being supportive with pageant sisters. So I think there's just a lack of ingenuity. I, I don't know, I feel conflicted about this because it's like, I think there should be, but it's like, where does the time? Because from my experience, it's like, it's still a competition. Correct. You know? Correct. It's competition to say, so it's like, where are you trying to find? But there's a, it's a healthy you know? comp competition, no? It is, but something to think about too is like, as women, something, it's a really tough competition. Like, there's a lot. Imagine how stereotypes for women and just competitiveness mm -hmm. amongst other women. There's like this little invisible barrier between each other. And I think that's why the sisterhood kind of doesn't really well then come about. Well, you know? I think that's contradictory to what pageantry is. Because it is. If pageantry is about woman empowerment, right, and you have a bunch of contenders that are not genuine about that, then they shouldn't be a contender to begin with. And like you said, to your point, if it, it is a competition, mm -hmm. just like sports, it's a competition. We know what we're here to do. But at the same time, if you're not genuinely about woman empowerment, then you should not even qualify to be a contender. Because if I was a judge for a show, and I you submit an application to me, and I interview you, and I feel like you're not a genuine contender, you are not competing for this show. I think um, with pageantry, because we've all been there, like backstage, you trained for like five months, you spent all this money, you know, committed all this time, and then you don't win. Okay. Some, not sometimes. Sometimes it can hurt. It really can. Um, there's a lot of emotions backstage. Um, but at the same time, though, I am one of those people who feels like it builds a lot of character. I feel like my first pageant after I, I mean, of course I didn't win, but it, at the same time though, okay, I didn't feel so good that first day, but maybe a week later, I came back a lot stronger. Mm -hmm. I was ready to train. Now, not everybody's like that. Right. Some people yeah. take that, you know, people take things differently. Um, but at the same time though, I still feel like that's kind of the beauty of pageantry, kind of taking it into yourself and growing into yourself. Yeah. I right. hope I'm yeah. making sense. No, you yeah, are. You that's are. That's Absolutely. That's how I look at it, too. Mm -hmm. You know, it's your own personal journey. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Well, I, like I said, it hasn't been my too, too mm -hmm. much of my experience. Yeah. I've experienced a little bit, but I just don't take it personally. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. And so I, I hope that wasn't misconstrued. No, 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 no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I, I, can, I can see that. Mm -hmm. So, I'm not sure. I haven't had too many, like, I haven't competed in too many systems mm -hmm. or had a lot of uh, competitions under my belt versus other people. And then probably maybe able to speak to that a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But I, I can see that. Because yeah. I think we think about it with our the pageants that we're like, like I'm not here to win. Yeah. Like outside of you winning, <laughs> there could be other experiences or things that are valuable to you that you yeah, could absolutely. be able to take away yeah. outside of, you know, winning or, like you said, evolving into a contender or something like that. Or be a bit more, I get it, there's two types of competitors in pageantry. I'm focused on myself, I want to get this done, and hey, I'm here to make friends, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I do think that being genuine should be a component of pageantry. I kind of want to touch on what you said earlier. So, like, since you're saying, um, well, I think I kind of heard that, I don't know, I don't want to re-articulate it wrong, but mm -hmm. what I got from it was, feel like okay have you guys seen the new earth series 
Yes. Okay. You know how it's not just one winner. Yeah. It's like them and then their court. Yeah. Do you feel like USA should do that same thing too? Maybe like it doesn't have to be a big court. Like of course maybe not five people, but maybe like first and second one, third. No, I don't think so either. Because um, you think about the history of U- with USA and this America with Queensland, you kind of like how each system has their own different thing. And I think it's kind of fair that way. So if you're kind of looking for that type of community, then maybe Miss Earth might be the best organization for you. And actually, I love the way that they do that. I think it's pretty cool. Because I did watch it, and I love that show. It's so dramatic. It's all yeah, oh, I love it. And I have a dance background, so I was like, oh, my God, I just love watching them up there. But I, I like how every organization is different and has their own uh, – set of standards, set of rules, and just how each woman is celebrated. So I like seeing the, uh, you know, just the difference amongst each organization. So, and it makes them, they set themselves apart kind of thing, which I think is pretty cool. And if it just, you know, because if everything was alike, then we just might as well merge everything to one big system. Yeah, Yeah. one humongous system. And we just incorporate every value. But that would be kind of cool. But I like that. It would. I think that would be a very expensive, very fascinating show. (laughs) But I actually like that everybody's different. So, for me, guys, mm-hmm. I didn't think it was going to be me. Oh. I honestly didn't. I had, and you know what? Um, my mom doesn't mind me sharing this, but my mother is vomiting cancer. Mm-hmm. And she, that was the, I'm going to get emotional, sorry. Um, so, she came with me to that competition, and <laughs> we had never done that type of thing you guys we didn't drive to go to pageants my mom was like what are you doing (laughs) and it was three hours away and we were like hey we're just gonna go and do this because I heard about how USA um operates you know sometimes you can compete for the prelims here in Georgia and it's good practice and so I was like you know what I'm gonna go do it and I think there was maybe about eight contestants I could be wrong but I competed, and I was just like, hey, Mom, we're just going to do this together, and however it turns out, it turns out. And she was like, you know what, okay. So we just went through the motions, and I competed. And at the end of the day, I remember I was talking to Robin. Y'all know Robin. And she was like, hey, girl, we did this. And I was like, yeah, we did this, and I'm proud of myself at the end of the day. That was all I needed. And when they called my name, my mother, like you can see it on the video she took, she completely dropped her phone because <laughs> she was like, oh, like she dropped it because I was like, oh, okay, it's me. Um, and I think the most rewarding part about it, guys, was that there were so many people, um, especially in my community, um, they responded to me and they were just like, I don't care what it is you do in this pageant world, but just keep doing you. And I, I think that ruined me. I was crying all night because I was just like, you know, (laughs) but um, I think the message I take from it too, guys, um, is um, hmm. with pageantry in general, I feel as if, like I was saying before, there's something special that you take from it. It might be different for you, you and me, but uh, for me, 
and what taught me the most about confidence in general was that at the end of the day, if I can say I did a good job, that's all that matters to me. That's what pageantry taught me. At the end of the day, if I like my performance, I'm a performer. Oh, Renessa, for the question, that was a good question, I Renessa. It was. I think that that's actually that's a good point because I know you have a dance background, and I did competition dance, and I um, did dance drama in high school too. So. Mm-hmm. Just something about being on stage and just being able to perform and showcase who you are is just very empowering. That's one of the things I love about pageantry. I think I was talking to a coworker and he was like, "Why do you, why do you compete in pageants?" Everybody's like, "Why would you do that?" Like, you're just you know you're putting yourself up to be judged. I'm like, eh, "Hold on, <laughs> pageantry to me serves as an arena to kind of like aggressively be myself. I can be fit, fabulous, fashionable, ambitious, and." even though we are being judged, but <laughs> right. I mean, it's ironic, I'm sorry, exactly. but it is. But at the end of the day, I can be all of those things, and there's other women who are surrounding me who are like that. I just right. feel so welcomed, and that's what I like about pageantry. Right. So I'm glad that you, that we all find a way, like you said, to take away and to be ourselves, to be confident, to be on stage. I'm like, I did that. Don't know who these people were, but I put myself out there, and that is definitely a character, character work. Yeah. So, and that's good that you have a great family, you know, to support you and guys that's awesome so because I think it makes a difference when you and not just with pageantry but just in life in general when you don't really have that support system mm-hmm. so even from your chosen family and friends it's like thank you very much what would be your um, number one thing you would want to take from this uh, one positive thing you would take from pageantry um, being able to authentically showcase yourself um, and just being able to have Other people may be intimidated by. So that's the beauty of pageantry. I think one other takeaway that I would say is um, definitely just being able to find a different level of love for yourself mm-hmm. or discovery, discovering parts of yourself that you never knew existed. All right, ladies. So today's been a great, you know, this is a great episode. I think we. Had a lot of good topics today. So that concludes (laughs) episode three, and we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.